On today's session of Ask Alliance, Tanner Moore, Executive Vice President of Commercial Lending, will be talking with local realtor and investor Ashton Gustafson. Sit back and listen to today's podcast. Well, Ashton, welcome. Thanks for having me. You bet. Glad Pre- to be here. Appreciate you joining us for uh, what we've kind of started as the Ask Alliance. I call it the fireside chat, okay. although we don't have a, a fire, fire here. Yeah, we need to, though. <laughs> uh, it'd be nice if the weather would get that way. Yeah. But appreciate you coming in. You bet. You appreciate bet. you Glad coming in. Uh, just not that we have any ground rules, uh, but one of the great things about this exercise that we've learned is the more free-flowing it is yep. and more keen to the conversation, which you and I definitely won't have a problem with, obviously, knowing each other as well as we do. Uh, we just kind of let this go where it goes. Glad to do it. Glad uh, to be a resource or answer any questions you have. Well, so. good deal. Well, there won't be a whole lot of questions other than just tell us a lot about yourself because <laughs> you have a lot to say, I think. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, I, I, I was just fascinated in going through, knowing your background. Yep. Uh, but it's been a while since I kind of went back and looked. And so I just listed all the things okay. that you had on your website and the real estate website. And realtor, yep. public speaker, podcaster, writer, artist, musician, poet. Yep. I'll really have to ask you about this one. Amateur <laughs> cosmologist. <laughs> And family man. You didn't there put you family man on there, but that's they, a given. They need that's to be, a given. We need to reorder Yeah, those. yeah. Those, those were in no specific yeah. order whatsoever. But yeah. what was more fascinating was the fact that you put in there and currently in pursuit of more things to become. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? He, yeah. Well, not only what <laughs> does that mean, but where do you find the time? Uh, great question. I mean, sometimes when I hear uh, the list of things I have going on, I uh, go, man, I do have a lot going on. But, um, you know, uh, I've really just found recently in these last five, six, seven years a zest for life. I, I, my 20s were an interesting time for me, building companies and uh, all sorts of different things. And then I, I kind of I had my crash and burn moment, if you will, you know, of um, where everything kind of had to get realigned. And when that moment happened for me um, as, as a father, as a husband, as a friend, as a business owner, had a lot of shifts, and um, you know, it was just a great clarifying moment for me as I entered my 30s. And from there, I've really reset all of these business entities that I'm a part of, uh, how I approach being a dad, how I approach being a father or a husband. And um, so, you know, I, how do I do all that stuff? I just think I always say this phrase, you know, work expands to fit the time allowed. And, uh, and I think sometimes people think that certain things should take five, six hours, and, and I've just found that certain things can take a half an hour each day. Absolutely. Um, so, and, and I did not coin that phrase. Jay, Jay Papazan coined that phrase, the author of The One Thing. Um, but I, I, I really think that there's, uh, I'm just crazy interested about a lot of things in life. I'm an avid reader, and um, so I just love, you know, kind of turning the page every day and being in a place to where I feel as though I made a step uh, in my progression of becoming a better human and a better business owner and all those things. So, sure, yeah. sure. Well, it's just always baffled me the, the topics that we'll come up with just over lunch meetings, whether it's talking about specific real estate deals, yeah. that's obviously how you and I got to know each other. Yeah. Uh, but give me a little bit of background again to refresh my memory 
Uh, born and raised where? How'd you get to Waco? Yeah, absolutely. So born and raised in Wichita Falls, Texas. Uh, came to Baylor University in the fall of 2001. Graduated in the spring of 2005. Didn't really have any idea what I was going to do. Had a marketing degree. Had really long hair. Thought about being a hippie and moving to San Francisco. <laughs> and uh, and basically um, started kind of interviewing in all different industries. My grandfather uh, and grandmother had a real estate brokerage in Wichita Falls, and they said, "Well, hey, while you're figuring all this out, you know, why don't you come by our office and you can run some errands for us?" So I don't think I've been awake before 9 a.m. in four years. <laughs> I shotgunned a Red Bull, ironed some khakis, and walked in with my hair going every which way. And um, that day, they were like, "Here, go put out some sold signs for us." And so for about 30 days, I was the I called myself this, the VP of the Soul Rider Sign Division, <laughs> and uh, quickly started piecing things together, saw the business was kind of getting an understanding of how things worked. Next thing I knew, got a real estate license, and uh, learned some really hard lessons those first six to 12 months. But on the other side of that, um, moved into the business, and about five, six years after having an active license, was able to become a partner with them. I see. And then probably around that time, we were coming back and forth to Waco, going to football games, and I uh, had some family here, and I was like, man, we're spending a lot of time in Waco. And my business mind turned on, and I was like, why don't we open an office here? And so I rented a little office space on Austin Avenue, and uh, I think it was 500 bucks a month. Got um, my mother-in-law and my aunt-in-law and one of their friends, they, they uh, somehow, some way said, yeah, we'll join you in this thing. They really are responsible for our company being what it is today. And um, Now, did they already have their... They didn't. So they, they were getting, when I kind of had this idea, they were like, well, we'll get our license. Um, and so they did that. And then um, probably about two years ago or so, I... I you know, started seeing some market shifts. I really study the data a lot. You know, I'm Absolutely. super plugged into the numbers. And I started kind of going, man, I, I, I may need to invest more time in another place, um, more, you know, more than what I was doing here. And so we really started having conversations within our house about where do we want to plant for the next mm -hmm. 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And uh, geographically, I loved Waco. I loved being in the heart of Texas. I'm bullish on the Waco story, and uh, and so it just seemed like a fit to go. Why don't we flip this a little bit? Mm -hmm. So we made that move about 18 months ago. I still am in Wichita Falls, very active there, uh, but I'm more present here than I used to be. Yeah. So we call this home base now. Still there a lot, and um, yeah. So I'm kind of figuring out what it looks like to to have a couple of real estate companies, but um, we really love Waco, love calling it home, and and I think the story here is going to be really awesome, especially from the real estate perspective for the next Absolutely. 20 years. Uh, and as a banker, we feel the exact same way. Yeah. Uh, we've got a, a really unique backstory. Uh, but so tell me a little bit, were your, was your entire family Baylor graduates? What brought you from Wichita no. Falls, which has Midwestern State? Yeah, I had MSU. No, my uh, mom went to SMU. My dad went to MSU. Um, I, I crossed paths with a guy probably around my freshman year of high school, and he was coming back to Wichita Falls, and he would kind of lead some group stuff that we would have at church. And I was just like, I, I kind of want to be like that guy. That was all I knew about Baylor, was okay. that this is where he went. And if 
that's what I need to become one day and do, then that's what I'm going to do. Um, so I was pretty dead set on Baylor even before I set foot on campus. Um, and so came here, uh, one of my best friends from Wichita Falls, we were roommates all four years and um, love, love my time at Baylor. And you know, it was a huge draw for us coming back here. As absolutely, well. absolutely. Well, and you being in the real estate market, as you know, there's lots of opportunity still yep. left to uncover, but it's harder and harder to find. Yeah. Oh, it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, the market today is, uh, especially commercially, super seller friendly. Um, it is residentially too, to a degree. Um, so we're, you know, that's another one of my worlds and we'll probably get there uh, talking about that. But we're all in all, you know, I, I tell people this all the time. I don't really care what you buy. I think if you're playing the long game, you will be very happy you did it 20 mm -hmm. years from today. Yeah. Um, so it's really, and, and really that's one of my core business philosophies is we always play the long game. You know, we're not in and out. Uh, I always say truth is greater than trends. I'm not so interested in the trends. I'm interested in the, in the truth of all things. Sure. And uh, great locations over time tend to stay great locations. Very rarely do they uh, flip-flop on that. Absolutely. And so uh, that's kind of what we believe. And, and, uh, and everyone that does business with us, that's a lot of what we're sharing today is, hey, play the long game, you'll be just fine. Well, and I think that's one of the reasons that you've been so helpful to us, uh, especially as bankers, the monthly information you provide to yep. us, uh, which is publicly available, yep. anybody could do it, but the way you package it up and send it out, we share yep. it with our board, we share it with several folks within our organization, right. and it's some of the most insightful pieces yep. of information that allows us to see trends that normally we've got to dig through multiple reams of yep. you know, research and all this other additional information provided from various sources. So while we obviously know you've got significant experience yep. in the real estate business, um, I love the story about how it even came to be that you and I met uh, and how it all started with a referral from a banker in Wichita Falls. Yep. yep. So tell me a little bit about what your relationship was with that banker in Wichita Falls. Yeah, well, they're, um, you know, so the president of what was Fidelity Bank, uh, Tommy's a dear family friend of ours. Uh, we've he, he's been a great mentor to me to my dad we've done business with him and really he's kind of moved around sure. to different banks and and started Fidelity from scratch uh, eventually my dad became a board member um, a lot of families that we knew had stock in that bank and so we just uh, kind of you know he's one of those guys where once a week you need to call him and you're gonna learn a whole lot when yeah. you talk to him and so uh, somehow, some way, I think we got copied on an email, you know, probably 18 months ago or so, and uh, said, you guys need to connect somehow. And um, I know that you guys partnered with them in some things mm -hmm. at times. And, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's good to know who to, who to trust in the marketplace. Well, and I didn't realize it till just recently after a lunch you and, and Todd and I had together that Todd's relationship with Tommy goes way back. Yeah, many years. Yeah, many, many years, and so far back that... The model that we built this bank on was a model that yep. Tommy said, this is a model you should really look at. Yep. Yep. Uh, and it's obviously done tremendously well for Alliance. Yep. Uh, but it one of the things that it really supports, and I think you talk about it in one of your podcasts, I can't remember specifically which one, but the value of relationships. Yep. And just how you can't put a dollar value on it. Right. Not that you would ever want to, 
but just the value in relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's the same in real estate. Yeah. It's the same in banking. It's the same pretty much in business, especially in a community like Waco, mm -hmm. Wichita Falls. But you even start to see it in the larger metropolitan areas yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, no matter where you go, relationships are important. No doubt. So tell me about how you got into podcasting. Man, that's another crazy story. So, First of all, tell everybody the name of the podcast. Yeah, so the podcast is called Good, True, and Beautiful, um, which for some of us may sound a little too metaphorical and too soft or gushy or something like that. Trust me, uh, there, there's been a lot of really interesting voices that have joined us on this. I mean, I think over 20 New York Times bestsellers, wow. um, pastors, artists, uh, uh, three-star Michelin chefs, um, people that inspire me, random stories that I hear, a 103-year-old man that won the 100-meter old man Olympics or whatever. <laughs> like I, I've, I've just had so many different people come on. I, I, so I started reading in 2009. I was never a reader. At college, it annoyed me that we had to read. Um, I read a book called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald Miller, and it, it just blew me up in a million pieces. And that was the moment where I was like, I need to be on this path of wisdom. I, I, I'm not so much interested in information as, as much as I am interested in wisdom. And so I started uncovering all different voices, business voices, philosophy voices, uh, leadership voices. And, you know, I was in Wichita Falls, Texas, and I didn't really have a lot of people to talk about this stuff with. I would lean over to my wife and read this page at night. And I was like, isn't that amazing? And she's like, I guess so. And I was like, well, you know what? We're not talking about this, so I'm calling the author tomorrow. And I kind of just found out the way to ask and get into the front door of some of these guys. And one by one, they started to say yes. And uh, it's turned into a deal where 20,000 people a week right now are listening wow. to this thing. And really? uh, it, there is no financial gain. I've never tried to sell something on it. It's my sandbox. It's my little playland. It doesn't have to make money, which feels really good. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's just become this really interesting place where there's not a lot of rules. I never know kind of where some of the conversations are going, but some amazing people have come on board. And, and, and I think what it's done for me, especially in Waco, is introduce people to the, the Ashton that's just more than trying to be a real estate agent, mm -hmm. trying to be a real estate broker. Um, while... Uh, yeah, we've got goals and, and we want to grow and we want to um, uh, we want the graph to move up and to the right. Sure. But at the end of the day, too, I also know that like uh, you, you, there's there's got to be some joy, some zest, some peace, uh, some love in what you do. And really, that's been the basis of all these conversations that I've had. So it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it depends on the season. Like recently, I've been a little bit out of sync posting. I typically try to have something out once a week, but uh, some fun stuff's on the horizon for 2020, and um, it's fun. I, I invite anyone that watches this, you know, uh, there's there's all sorts of things that you can listen to there. Absolutely, there um, really is. Uh, I've been amazed at some, especially some of the New York Times bestsellers yeah, yeah. that you, you're listening to it, and, and I'm sitting there across from my desk going, well, I know Ashton, <laughs> and, and he's talking to a New York Times bestseller, yeah. and the fact that I know from having conversations with you that that yeah. just started from a phone call. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, I mean, there's, 
I, I think the smell test that a lot of these guys have right now is really good. And so you kind of have to just show up and ask, you know, like, hey, that book, it made this change in my life, and it's made this change in my business, made this change in my marriage. And, like, that's what those guys want to hear, yeah. you know, because they're not getting paid to come on my podcast, you know, but at the end of the day, it, it's, it's just been such a fun little niche for me to have in the world, and uh, I think it'll be my life's work one day. I, I don't know how really? or where it's going to go, but I, I truly believe that whatever that is, that's what all these other businesses and entities are pointing towards. You know? Tell me a little bit about the book that you read that kind of changed everything. The yeah, whole so, dynamic. so Donald Miller, uh, it's, it's about story. It's about not looking at your life so much as a career, but actually looking at your life as a story. And he has this sentence in there that he says, you know, in the story, there's a protagonist. And the protagonist is the one that overcomes conflict to get what he wants. He knows what he wants, and he overcomes conflict to get it. And so he really just breaks down all of the different uh, dimensions of story, what it means to live a good story. And uh, so much so, I named my first daughter Story. Really? <laughs> so I like, read that book, and I was like, her name will be Story. Because that's what we all want, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not going to retire with a bunch of sold riders in my garage and look at them. I'm going to bring stories with me. There will be something at the end of all of our careers that we, we look back on and we want to reflect. And, and I've always said this. We want to be able to say, I'm glad I did, in lieu of saying, I wish I had. Yeah. And I think that that's, sometimes we don't know how to put our thumb on that, but that's what you're doing up here every day. It's what I'm doing every day out in Woodway. Uh, it's a story that you want to live. And um, uh, so that's kind of the essence of that book. And he introduced me to all sorts of different voices in the world, but um, I would recommend that book to anybody. It's it's amazing. That that's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know that background. Yeah. Uh, that it was just one kind of pivotal moment. It was Chicago, book. Illinois, in a cold February. I so you that remember book the date, the time, February, and I remember just couldn't quit turning the pages and. You don't go outside in Chicago. Well, that's, I was fixing to ask, why are we in Chicago? Because <laughs> I got a great rate on the okay. nicest hotel in all places. Because no one goes there in there February. You go. There you and I uh, just powered through that book in a weekend. And um, I mean, probably giving away 100 copies. Uh, it's It's been a significant thing. In our yeah, lives. I think once you find books like that, I've got a few. They're more business related. Uh, and, and I'm very much like you were. And I yeah. still continue to be that way today, back in college where I don't like to read, yeah. but every now and then I'll find something that I'll really dig yeah. into, but I will say the shorter the better. Yeah. The quicker they can yeah, get yeah. to the point, yeah. and they can really give me the soup to nuts very yeah. quickly, yeah. Uh, the more I'm a fan of. I'm a big fan of the Powell Principles, uh, General Colin Powell. No doubt. Uh, and so it's always interesting to hear that. So going through some of these other, yeah. I gotta ask, because yeah. I don't wanna run, in, run out of time. <laughs> Amateur cosmology. Yeah, that's that is a fancy uh, philosophical way to just ask the big questions of who are we and where are we going. I got um, you. And so uh, I've I've been involved with a lot of some super interesting uh, philosophical minds. Father Richard Rohr from out of New Mexico. He has a place called Center for Action and Contemplation. Um, and so I've, I've studied these minds, and they're asking those big random questions. Yeah. And uh, they are random, but make make no doubt about it. But uh, at the end of the day, that's it's really it's really just kind of wondering what's it mean to be human, yeah. you know. And I think uh, we're all asking that question. 
and um, it's it's an interesting time to be human. It's know? a very interesting time <laughs> to be human, to, to say the least. Uh, uh, one of the things that my wife and I have actually had lots of conversations about, and it goes back to, to your story and your physical story that yeah. lives in your home. Uh, but we got twin 11-year-old girls, mm -hmm. and so for their birthday, what do you get them, mm -hmm. things like that. And my wife was really leaning toward, let's take a trip. Let's go yeah. somewhere that we haven't been, don't know anything about. Uh, and so we did. We took a trip, and she made me swear, <laughs> enjoy the experience. Yeah. Don't worry about the schedule. Don't worry about the itinerary because yeah. I'm that way. Yeah. I'm structured. You, yeah. the, rest, the rest of the gang can't see it. But looking <laughs> around the office, you know, everything's got its place. Yeah. We've got time, yeah. we've got schedules, yeah. uh, and it was probably the most, one of the most enjoyable trips that I've ever been on. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I thoroughly mm -hmm. enjoyed it, the family thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, but then you come back to the hustle and bustle. Yeah. Howdy! And I don't have 10 things on yeah, my yeah. list, and I don't know very many folks that do. <laughs> so how do you manage that from a time yeah. perspective? Well, um, I, I, I'm very into disciplines and practices, daily disciplines, daily practices. I have a morning routine that's very structured um, in my business I know the metrics that have to be done every day you know everybody think no matter your industry you can look up and you can be in it 10 20 years and you start thinking that everything matters equally and the truth is nothing could be further from the truth there are actually very few things I don't care what I don't care what what the job or role is there's few things that you need to be focused on every so I've got three lists in each and every one of these entities that I look at. I call it my sheet music. I look at it every day and I go, in that muse capital, I need to be talking to that person. I need to be doing these things. AG Real Estate, need to be doing these things. Bishop Realtor Group, those things. Um, and so then I'm not so overwhelmed and I don't chase every rabbit and I don't worry about every fire. Uh, I've really just learned of what, what are the essentials. You know, what is, how can I, how can I live in my life and my business with a less but better mentality? Mm -hmm. Not more, I want to do less but better. I want to be able to enjoy the little things that I've been entrusted and not think that I have to be everything to everybody. That's a hard business lesson to learn. Absolutely. Because you can, I made a living, quite honestly, I made a career out of saying yes. Mm -hmm. um, I've now learned that the next quantum leap that will happen in my life and business is learning how to say no, because mm -hmm. um, you can't do it all. Yeah. Um, and so you have to learn how to keep all of that uh, in its right, proper perspective. And that's hard when you've got boards that want you to be involved, and this people want you to go to the Cowboys game that Sunday. And you, you know, it's really you just have to learn how to clarify what in this season do I need to be doing? What sure. really matters? What really counts? Um, and so I look at you know a list like that, and uh, while, while it may overwhelm some people, um, I, I, my hope is that I can live a little bit of a balanced life. And if you do live a balanced life, you just have to know that not everything is going to be in balance at the same right, time. Right. There will be days where I'm all dad, period. Phones off, all dad. There will be some days where it's all, I got to go do this deal with Tanner, and we got to get that thing done doesn't mean that everything gets its equal thing each day. It just means that each day, is, as you interact with all of these different roles that you have, you really keep them in perspective. So what does that morning routine look like? Uh, it's, you know, silence, stillness, and solitude okay. um, is really the three words that kind of anchor me in the morning. I mean, I'm sure your inbox is on fire. My cell phone, 
I mean, 9 a.m., here it goes. Uh, so I, I have a reading that I do every morning. Um, I have what I call is like a 20-minute sit. It's just kind of a period of reflection. Um, and then, you know, your standard breakfast, getting ready, routine. Sure. But what it does is it allows me to enter my day really in a state of, of like rest, renewal, and peace mm -hmm. versus hitting the ground and telling myself there's a thousand things I have to do today. Yeah. Um, you don't have a thousand minutes. There's 1,440 minutes in every day. If you sleep eight hours, now you have less than a thousand minutes. So you actually can't do a thousand things today. And uh, so I, I'm very into that, um, just clarifying that, you know what, we all have the same amount of minutes. Warren Buffett has 1,440 mm -hmm. minutes. Uh, Tiger Woods, 1,440 minutes. How are you going to spend those? And I've found, you know, the old Zig Ziglar phrase, uh, people end up being um, wandering generalities instead of meaningful specifics. Yeah. And, and my most frustrated days are when I know I was a wandering generality. My most alive, best night of sleep days are when I knew I was a meaningful specific. Yeah. And, and I think that shift as a business owner has been huge for me. It's work every day to keep that aligned, keep that in focus, but I, I, I can say that that mentality has, uh, has really saved me over the last few years. It's interesting you bring up Warren Buffett. I think one of the things that he said, and I think he's put it out there in multiple iterations in one way or the other, uh, but, you know, being the Oracle of Omaha mm -hmm. and all those financial look to him for yep. guidance. He said at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because it, that's earning money. Right. And there's one thing money cannot buy. Time. Time. Yeah. Time. Bingo. It can extend help. Yep. It can do all these things partially, but the one thing it can't do is time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was listening CNBC a couple days ago just driving around town and they were interviewing Buffett. And I'll never forget, I was on Franklin Avenue going under the overpass and Roses is approaching on my left. I can remember being there when he said this. He said, you know, the only things that keep me up at night are the things I've said yes to. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I was like, that's a good word. That's insightful. That is <laughs> that's very, a good word. very you know, insightful. You have to learn, you got, sometimes you got to learn that no, you know, especially when time is greatest resource well and then in closing we'll go to and currently in pursuit of more things to become yeah yeah what does that mean I listen I've uh, I just think we're all on this mysterious journey and if all that is said of me one day is that he was a real estate broker that's gonna be a really shallow eulogy for <laughs> me a matter of fact I hope really real estate isn't mentioned in that moment so what does it mean to like become things anew? I don't know, um, but I want to stay curious about what could be next for me um, and bring everything that I've had so far, but also learn to become something that's a gift to the world and something that's new and um, different and fresh. You know, I think we all want a life that's a little bit satisfying and a little bit fresh and a little bit surprising. Yeah. You know, sometimes we think we want certitude, but if you get enough certitude, you realize I need a little surprise in my life. And so, if, you know, of, of in search of things to become, uh, I'm going to keep my nose buried in a lot of books and keep asking a lot of questions. And I think I know that at some point my, my questions become worth more to me than my answers. That's a fact. I can tell you that. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I can tell you we sincerely appreciate you joining us today. Yeah.
Thank you. Uh, thank, really, thank you guys for what y'all do. No, we're glad to do it, and it's one of the things that makes this job and working for Alliance so enjoyable is the fact we get to spend time with guys like you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just the relationships that you guys bring to us and we bring to you, uh, but we sincerely appreciate your insights. And uh, once again, I appreciate it, Ashton, very much. Hey Amen. Thank you. I know that uh, we're all after trust in the local marketplace, and uh, you've been a great guy for me to have on Speed Dial, and uh, I'm super grateful for uh, figuring deals <laughs> done. You, you've been there for me, so thanks for doing it. You bet. You bet. We're.